Hello there, and welcome to the Hales Owen Apostolic Church. Apostolic meaning what God says, not what man does. Please enjoy this teaching and feel free to share it with all who will listen. May you go forth in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. It's quite amazing, isn't it? How that um, God turns up in all places. And it is, no matter where we go, no matter what we do, God is always close. And yet we tend, I don't think we tend to forget it. It just doesn't come into our minds when we're working, when some things are happening, when things are bad. And, and it is quite amazing, you know. And I'm going to start this morning by just asking some questions because when I keep looking, you know, you, 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 one of the questions I go, what? You, you know, it, this, is, this is man. What on earth's going on? What on earth's going on in this world? I mean, I'm 60, 67, 68 next February, and, and from when I was a child to now, it's, it's just a strange place to be in. How many people do you think there are that have given up on life? How many people uh, are saying to themselves, I've had enough? How many people do you think are saying, what's going to happen? How many people are going to be saying, what do we do? How many people are going to hell? How many people are lonely, hurt, disillusioned, angry, no future, multitude of pressures and tribulations and problems everywhere, whoever it is, just a multitude. How many people do you go, sit, go walking around and going, oh, I love life, hallelujah. None. Okay. It is, it's important, whether rich or poor, clever or not so clever, fit or unfit, lost or saved, this world is a mess. It doesn't matter, is it? None of it matters. Do you know none of it matters? Die today. None of it matters. So why do we get all wound up about everything that's going on? Hmm. It is the biggest mess, and I've got, a, I've got a horrible statement to make. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. It's the worst government, all parties, don't just blame one. All, it's the worst government we've ever had. It's the biggest move of the Antichrist in the history of mankind. It divides every single nation. Every culture in the world is now changed and changing this cancel culture you can't speak the minorities dictating to the governments of what the law should be the gay movement the gender movement the race movement the immigration movement the benefits movement the education movement the political movement law and order and even the NHS we're in a mess there's little kindness, there's little love, there's little care for anyone else. This is the world. And I get overwhelmed. Because why? I haven't got a clue where to start to try 
and change it. When I was younger, oh, that's it, get into politics, let's do this and let's do this and let's do that. Now I haven't even got a clue what to do. How are we going to get out of this mess? We're not. This world isn't going to get out of this mess. So we've got to accept this is life at the moment. But we as Christians have got to make a stand for the Lord Jesus Christ. Because why? Has anyone come out with a vision to make the world change? No. There will be a man. He is called the Antichrist. And he will come. And he will stand up and he'll speak a vision that the whole world will follow except the Christians <laughs> we could ask the question what are you doing God you know it's a fair question he doesn't, he doesn't mind you know what are you doing because he'll tell you and he'll turn around and he says that you know that well I've told you in the, I've told you in my word there will be a time where I will shake heaven and earth and he said he'll start with the church and do you know there's a 40% drop in the church of England's attendance 40%. Is that not shaking unbelief out? It's incredible. Look at our church. Look how small church. But even look at the people that we got saved who are not going to church now. And look at the people that come. Can't be bothered to come. It's shaking. Shaking because it's the people with faith that will stay. It's incredible. The discipline of going to church went and therefore um, therefore, people just didn't want to know. But this, this is why the word of God is so important. Hebrews 10, 25 to 26. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is. So you can see that that's a commandment of God. You are not to stop going meeting together. So as soon as we think that our tidying up the house or a, or a party time for whatever it is, is more important that you're already lost. Already lost. And listen, and it says, when, the, when we see this time, but, but exhort even one another even more than you've ever done. Come on. You've got to look at it. Come on, we've, we've got to keep going. As you see the day approaching, the day of Jesus Christ come back on this earth is approaching and it's coming fast. It's got to. We can't, you can't, you know, it, it, it's got to. It, it's some stage in here you can say it's getting worse. Well, it's going to get worse, but let's make sure we're okay. And I'm not, that's not selfish. That if you don't make sure you're okay, don't blame anyone else. Don't you dare blame, oh, well, I was doing this or I was doing that. You know, don't be a Martha all the time going around trying to do things. Sit at the foot of Jesus and make sure you're okay. That's so important. Listen, for if we sin willfully, don't, isn't it, is, is it sin to say, well, I'd rather go to the football than ch church? Yes. <laughs> well, hallelujah, there's a preacher there, isn't it? Praise God. Amen. Because we know better, don't we? We know better. But if we sin willfully, because don't forget, that is a willful sin. Full of your will that you won't bother going to do this or do that for God or anything else. I won't pray because I've got to go so and so. Whatever it may be, let's think differently. 
Think differently. If we sin willfully, after that we receive the knowledge of the truth. There remaineth no sacrifice for sins. That's pretty severe. Incredible. So if we carry on like that, we're already lost again, isn't it? Isn't it amazing? We don't see it that way. We've seen our, our small church, we've seen people leave. They've left without speaking, without saying anything. It's, you know, it, that's willful. That's willful. Can't be bothered. People can't be bothered to go to Bible study. You know, and, and, and how many people don't do Bible study at home and read? And, it, it goes on and on and on. Don't talk about witnessing to, you know, to most church people because they don't believe they need to do it. God will do it. What an answer. If God's going to do it, well, why has he got all this then? Why is he teaching us all these things? It doesn't matter when people don't communicate. How, how on earth can a, and any pastor know what's going on? It really is difficult. But this is it. This is this unconfusing, unloving, ungodly, un, unholy world that we're, that we're living in. And yet, with all that, God still tells us, whatever you do, do everything decent and in order. Isn't it amazing? So even through all that mess, he said, here's your path. Here's your path that you've got to look at. It's got to be decent. It's got to be in order. Because if it's not, you're going left, right, and center, going down the cul-de-sacs, ending up in a mess. Oh, thank you, Kevin. And you're lost again. It's, it's, it, it is so simple. I said all that to give you the title of the sermon. Don't give up. Isn't that amazing? You can't give up. No matter what we feel like, no matter what's happening, no matter about the hurt, pain, the confusion, don't give up. Because this is your faith. Isn't it amazing how much faith he wants us to have today? I'm looking at it completely different. He wants me to have a million times more faith than I had when everything was going fine. Strength of knowing who you are. It is incredible. <laughs> I'm so thankful. You know, I'm so thankful I can look back and I don't look back at the bad things. I only look back at the good things because that's all I want to look back on. The bad things, the bad things I know happen, but I look now and say, well, isn't it amazing? But, you know, my, my journey's been incredibly exciting. It's 28 years next month that I've been doing this, since I've been saved, I should say. And it's been exciting, it's been supernatural. We've seen God's amazing things at work, various places, various times all over the world, and it's the same gospel, it's the same message, and it doesn't matter if I don't speak all the languages, somebody interprets and people still learn the way of God. It's, it's, it's incredible. You know, and I think it's just been an amazing privilege uh, to be used by God. You know, to, to be able to be continually filled with his spirit, to be continually to, to be, be revealed his word and, and to see the things of God happen in people's lives. You know, and one thing I've asked the Lord you know, this week is to strengthen me. Strengthen me in my old age, God. 
because I'm getting tired. And my wife will tell you, I'm getting more and more tired, but you know, I don't want to be tired. That's my difference. That's my battle. I don't want to be tired. And it is. It is by that power of the Holy Ghost that we are enabled to do the things of God. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I asked God to strengthen me. I said, because Father, I've got to have your strength. If I haven't, then how can I leave a legacy of the truth for people to do? How can I? I, 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 I teach men full of the Holy Ghost and of good report to continue the work of the ministry. To let all men know that God is truth. There is no other truth than what God gives us. The word is truth. And did Jesus, And this Jesus is the truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And that word, that word that God had in the beginning, became flesh, full of grace and full of truth. And he dwelt amongst us to reconcile the world of all the, the, those people then and us today. That is a better way of life than we think. That's what it is, to, to seek and save this lost, to forgive, to heal, to show his great love, for mercy and grace to flow, power and might to show people that we may save some and make some disciples. Father, help us all, in Jesus' name, not to give up. You tell us you are our hope. You're our joy. You're our peace, our strength. Not by our strength, but by your spirit, saith the Lord. There it is, isn't it? There's the difference. Not what I can do. Not how I feel. By, but by the Lord's spirit, because the Father can work through every single person to win these battles in battle. Because that's what he said. By my strength, by my, my spirit, leave it to me and I'll do the work. We've got to do the work first though, praying and bringing things to Christ. See, because we will have these battles, we will have the victory. If I die today preaching, I know I'm going to heaven. Hallelujah. It's pretty simple. You know, we've repented this morning and all those things. We're on the way. And that's what our daily life should be like. So today we're going to start with some scripture from Daniel. We've been reading Daniel. It's, it, 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 you know, these things are amazing. All of a sudden God reveals these things to you. And it is exciting. It, it's not like just reading them, reading them something and going, oh, that's good. You go, wow, isn't this, isn't this amazing? Uh, but who was Daniel? He was a, a prophet in the, in the Old Testament and he was taken captivity uh, from Jerusalem because, um, and that's what God said, if you don't listen to me, I'm going I'm to destroy Jerusalem, I'm going I'm to take you away, you're going to go to the Babylonians and of course um, the northern was taken to Assyria and, and these things are happening now. And so he went through many trials and tests, even in Daniel, um, but, but God sent him through all those trials and tests. Why? To show the mighty work of God through Daniel. Isn't that right? Isn't, you know, we ought to be praying, oh Lord, give us supernatural visions. 
that we can speak, Father, that we can see in dreams like you did with Daniel and, and used him to bring messages to even a king. And Father, we're not thinking about a king now, Lord. My prayer is we would only like to bring messages to people to get them closer to you. You know, those are the sort of prayers that we've we got to have. <laughs> you know what Daniel's name means? In the Old Testament, all the names meant something. So there's a description for it. And Daniel, uh, Daniel's name means God is my judge. Yeah, can you imagine having that, God, that name, Daniel? And you know, God's my judge. Oh, dear me, you'd be fine to speak, wouldn't you? But God's judging us just the same. <laughs> Knowing full well that God is going to definitely watch everything he does. And it's just the same with us. Everything you do, what you're doing, what you're saying, what you're seeing, how you react to situation, he sees all. Fascinating. Daniel was removed from Jerusalem and never returned. He saw the rise and fall of the Babylonian Empire and spent his final years serving the Persian Empire. Um, so there he was. Never, never, never seen Jerusalem again. Never went back to Israel. But served God with pagan emperors. Amazing. He had some, some amazing experiences. It's really, really a fascinating book to read. Yeah, the diet experiment, where he's having all the king's fancies, and they said, I oh, can't have all this. It's all, it's all slaught, meat slaughtered to other gods and that. He said, just give us veggies. You know, and, and, but their faces shone. Well, you know, look better than the others. You know, just simple things like that. It's exciting. Miraculous interpretation of Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Three friends. I'm glad I wasn't Daniel's friends. Hallelujah. Put in the fiery furnace, the fiery furnace, you know, and well, amazing. Nebuchadnezzar's madness, where he took it away all his kingdom and got him to eat grass and his nails grew and his eyebrows grew and, you know, amazing. The mysterious handwriting on the wall, where a finger appeared. Mene, mene, tekene, medeshes it. And all it meant, you know, you're finished. You've been wading, you've, you've been wading the measure, and you've been found wanting, you know, and, and it's your, your, your kingdom's finished. Amazing stuff. What about poor old Daniel? You know, when you know, when all those evil people select him, that if anybody worships another god, then you know, and, and poor old Daniel does it morning, noon, and night out of his window, pointing towards Jerusalem. So he got put in the lion's den. But even the, even the king said, don't worry, Daniel. I'm sorry about this, but don't worry. Your God's going to protect you. I mean, there's, so Daniel has showed even this pagan king who's, who's conquered the unknown world that, so he said, Yo, don't worry, Daniel. God, your God will protect you. And of course, God he told him that the, uh, he closed the lion's mouth. He had many, he, he had many apolytic Visions of what's coming in the future, all these fantastic pictures of, of you know, lions with wings and four leopard heads and, and all this fascinating stuff, which you know, some, of which some of you know a little bit about now, but don't worry about that. All what he did was showing the miraculous work, work that God can do with power in people. Isn't it? And that began to look at, you know, began to look again. Shake out of this. God wants you to wants us all to be much better than this, doing more than, than, than this. This is God's promise. 
But Daniel showed his total commitment to honouring God above all that was happening in his life. That's amazing. Now that's got to encourage us and enthuse us, no matter what you think about yourself. You've got to think who you are. Don't give up. You never know what God can do with you. Stop putting yourself down. Stop thinking about all the bad things and think about what you could really do. Look, pick any one of them. Joseph, anyone. Paul the Apostle, anyone. Jesus, what God can do through a flesh body. Anyone. <laughs> Has everybody got that? Anyone. Anyone. Hallelujah. <laughs> Don't give up. One of the interpreters, these interpretations, was the interpretation of a great big image with a gold head, chest and arms of silver, uh, thighs and belly and thighs of bronze, and then it went down to, to uh, iron legs, and then it went to iron and lead feet. And don't worry about it, these were all different empires. We are in the, the feet empire, clay and iron. Never mixes. Never mixes. Ben will be able to tell you you cannot make something out of clay and iron. The iron's too tough, the clay's too soft, it doesn't adhere, it just keeps shattering every time it they try to join it together. That's politics and religion today. Mm. Anyway, Daniel was called by the king. Belteshazzar. And do you know, do you know why, he why, why the king changed all their names? Because all their names were godly names. With the godly, he changed them all. So Belteshazzar was a follower of Bel. All of them had pagan, pagan god names. <laughs> Fascinating. I didn't know that till yesterday. Anyway, carrying on. Daniel 2, 16 to 23. Then Daniel went in, because he, he had a, this dream, and Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time. Isn't that brilliant? So don't go in thinking you can do something. You have to go back and give him time. And then he would show the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to the house and made his things known to Hananiah, Mishael, Mishael, and Azariah. Remember who they are? Amen. Well done. His companions that they would desire mercies of God of heaven concerning this secret, that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. They killed every wise man because they couldn't give him an interpretation. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. And Daniel blessed the God of heaven and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. He changeth the times and the seasons. Do you hear that? Who changes the times and the seasons? And what does man call it today? Isn't it incredible? He's had to change everything. He's got to show man that he cannot control all this. Everyone, no matter where we are now, is living in some state of change and fear. No wonder the Lord said, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love. Power, love, and a sound mind. It's important. 
He removes kings, sets up kings, gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He reveals the deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might and has made known unto me what we desired of you. For you have now made known to us the king's matter. But hear what he said. Thank you, God, for giving me wisdom and might. It doesn't matter what we think we are. When God, called, when God called everyone, everyone made an excuse. Oh, not me, I'm too young. Not me, I'm too small. You know, oh, not me, not me, not me. I can't, I, 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 I. Stop it. Who did he call? Oh, come on, Lynn. I'm missing one now. <coughs> Who had the 300 soldiers and defeated me? Gideon. Look at Gideon. Gideon said, oh, not me. I'm, I'm of the weakest tribe and the weakest family, and I'm the weakest in my family. Don't ask me to do anything. And God said, Gideon, you mighty man of valor. And I looked at that and I said, I said, wow, no matter what we feel like it, God can make you mighty with valor and courage and, and boldness of all the things that we don't think we've got. When we boy, oh, it's just amazing. Don't give up. We can't give up. Thank God we haven't got ruthless rulers like that today when they give everyone, killed everyone who couldn't give them an answer. But none of us left. Hallelujah. It's, it's important. But we don't even punish people for crimes now. It's just, a, it's just, it's just gone nuts. It's gone nuts. You can go and steal things now out of a shop and the police haven't got the time to go and do it. You know, don't try it. You know, that we're Christians. I don't want to try it. But it's, it, but it's there. It's there. And we know all these things that are happening in this world. And we know there's got to be a purpose. There's got to be a purpose for even for us. All the badness that's going is distracting everyone from, from God and everything. They are all concentrating on the problems they've got and how to get out of it for themselves, for their lives, what they've got to do, and got no time for, any, for, for anything else except themselves. And we're trying to give them something to concentrate on that will make their lives better. The only thing that will make their life better, and that is knowing Jesus. Amen. I'm sorry, that's the only thing. 67 years, we've seen loads of things, done loads of things, and looked at things, been all over the world, and yet there's nothing like knowing Jesus. To learn of him. To follow him and so we can all get to heaven. There's the vision we've got to have. Seeing ourselves together with Jesus, Abraham and all the prophets. But look, man's desperate for material things. It's such a driving influence. But what does God say about what does God say about wealth and the material things? And I'm not going to quote too many scriptures. We've had plenty of teachings. You can't serve God and mammon. You will love one and hate the other. 
You cannot have one foot in the devil's camp and one foot in God's camp. You're either gathering or scattering. You're either building up or pulling down. You're either doing the work of the ministry or simply not. Don't give up. Don't give up. (laughs) Why does man want riches? We've, We've seen these worldly films of all these pop stars and they had millions and they had adoration from millions of people look at it going back to Elvis Presley you go any, anyone you can you know Whitney Houston you know um, George Michael what a voice look at him um, Freddie Mercury Michael Jackson all these superstars with millions of pounds and everything all of them full of drugs and sin not happy. Not one of them were happy. People go, they looked happy when they were performing. They were performing for adulation. And yet God says, humble yourself. Oh no, it's look at me. You know all these things are happening in the world and there is a purpose. And it is to distract every single person away from God. And that's why these material things, we've got to be so careful. We've got to be content with what we have. A couple of passages on riches. Luke 12, 13 to 23. And this is someone coming to Jesus and saying, Master, speak to my brother that he divides his inheritance with me. Ah, oh, come on, what you're getting, you divide it with me. And Jesus said to the man, who made me judge and divider over you? And he said unto them, Take heed. Beware of covetousness. Beware of your greed. Beware of your envy. Beware of looking at things and wanting things. For a man's life consisted not in the abundance of things that he's got. And he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful, plenty of crops making him rich. And he thought to himself, What shall I do? Because I have no room now to, be, to put all my riches. I've got no room. And he said, oh, this will I do. I will pull down my barns. I'll pull down everything, sell it all and put it in the bank. I'll build greater. And there I will, I will bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. That's just like all them pop stars and rich people. But God said to them, You fool. This night your soul shall be required of you. And who shall all those things be for which thou hast provided? So he's he that lays up his treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. And he said to his disciples, Therefore I say to you, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat, neither for the body, what you shall put on. The life is more important than anything else, more than meat and clothing. It's more important that we look after it and follow God and get to heaven. But he will bless us on this earth, so don't worry about that. It's not, you know, he'll give you the material things, but we have to be in the will of God. Last little bit. 
Seek not what you shall eat or what you shall drink. Neither be doubtful. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your Father knows that you have need of these things. But rather seek first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added to you. Fear not, little flock. For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. How beautiful. He wants to give us. This could be us. Look how many times that man used I. I did make sure you understood I was saying a lot of eyes. His, his life was centered upon himself, not God. And God called him a fool. Don't be a fool in God's eyes. And don't give up. For yours is the kingdom of God and if God wants to give you the pleasure of being in his kingdom and doing those amazing things that we can do. But it could be us. It is sometimes it's not easy to step outside this materialistic world because there's that much pressure to do things. It's always there. But Jesus reminds us totally here of our eternal destiny where our earthly possessions will not matter. One child. <laughs> so all you gain is gone. Little seek God rather than the distractions and arguments of what the world say, which is right and wrong. Let's put the truth of God into place and the vision of God in our lives and the work of God first. And God will supply all that we need. And even even can get to that stage of maturity in God that wherever we ask Jesus, he shall give. Don't give up. God is very clear in what he wants his born again believers to do. He wants us to show all the people around us that we are his disciples, going from day to day receiving strength in the morning by our daily readings and study and of course our prayer. He wants us to be salt and light in the world, changing the atmosphere where we go, walking with the gospel of peace, bringing this light of the gospel, speaking to, to you know, goodness, peace, joy, hope, faith, and of course the compassion and love of Christ wherever we go. We are his workers. We labour in the field of souls. We're his teachers, teaching the truth of his Bible and his word, but nothing else but his word. We have to be ready in season and out of season to talk about the hope and the love and the future what we have and give our testimonies how we got saved and, and how God is changing our lives from that time and why we go to church now he does not want us to be lukewarm he wants us to be lively stones he said and giving answers for the way we live be an example for our families our friends our neighbours and our work colleagues showing that we're really not lukewarm but we're on fire for God there's the difference Stop. Don't give up. Stop what we're doing and change your life. He has baptized you with the Holy Ghost. He, he said, I'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost of fire. We've got to be on fire. We've got to, and when that fire's raging in us, we don't matter about what's round us. Where the fire hits wood, we burn it. Where the fire hits anything, it, it, it disinfects it, it purifies it. Purify ourselves with the Holy Ghost and his word. Stop thinking about what we can't do and think about what God wants you to do.
It's so important. He's giving you the power in there. This, bar, this fire should be burning away the dross and the mess of every worldly bit of thinking because that's what he wants us. He loves, he's longing, he's longing to give us a godly, holy way of life so we're set apart from this world and its evil ways. He empowers us with that Holy Ghost. He shows us and has given us the fruit of the Spirit to be, and to be longing for the gifts of the supernatural spirits to walk in the Spirit daily, not in our flesh. Being filled with the Spirit daily. Building up your most holy faith by praying in tongues in the Spirit. Being refreshed by the Holy Ghost as He speaks through us the heavenly language that God prays back to Him Himself, that we pray for things that we don't even know what to pray for. That's God's incredible way. And we rejoice with expectation that God will answer our prayers. When our prayers are in the will of God, change our will, change our motive, change our prayers, change the way we are. For it's the Lord's work and success of our Christian lives, being humble to God, knowing that it's not us and we can do nothing without God. Don't give up, God's telling us. Give thanks, rejoice in everything. Give thanks for every day, for every happening. Even, even, even for ourselves, we are different. Show people we're different. The trials and the tests that we're going through now, I rejoice in them, Lord, for I'm going to trust you to see me through every problem we're going to have, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Help me, Father to rejoice for these days when I don't feel like it, when I'm tired and I'm fed up and I'm disappointed and I want to give that sacrifice of praise to say no matter what I feel, I know still that there's a God that will see me through and we will, we will, we will see the fruit of the Spirit in our lives and we'll escape every temptation that the devil puts against us. We don't need to worry about what's going to go on with us. For the Spirit will be with us. You don't have to worry about what you're going to say. For even God promises if we're in the Spirit, the Spirit will speak through us. No wonder he said, walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. Today, we need to purpose ourselves to follow these fundamentals of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Stop worrying about what's going to happen. But by faith, be expecting that when we, if we do not grow weary and keep sowing the word and watering and keeping in touch with people, showing care and love and compassion and the interest in each individual that we find, we shall reap the harvest that God wants for all of us and for himself, then we shall glorify God by bearing much fruit. This is God's word, not mine. And I believe there's nothing impossible for God. And I believe no matter what's going on before 
no matter what's going on now, no matter how I feel like I don't want to do anything or whatever it is, and I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that, but if I would live my life in the Spirit, if I can live my life walking in the Spirit and doing the things that God is, God wants, I shall, with the help of God, bear much fruit like he wants. I trust you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Open the doors that no man can shut. Fill me with the Holy Ghost daily. Protect me from the wiles of the devil throughout the night and the day. Let me see things in with your spiritual eyes. Let me see in my life the spiritual things that you want me to do just as Jesus did. And let me give all honour and glory to my wonderful, awesome, fantastic God, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Don't give up. Trust God and begin again today. For your sake, for your family's sake, your friends, and for God's glory. Amen. Thank you, Father. Praise God.